Welcome. My name is Kevin, and this is the Bible Artist Podcast. David Amito is my guest today. Uh, you probably know him best if you're on this podcast um, at, for his role as John the Baptist in The Chosen, but he's appeared in a variety of other films and shows. He's also uh, a writer and producer. Um, David, before we dig into you know The Chosen specifically, mm-hmm. I'd love to hear what got you interested in acting and film just more generally. Uh, acting was the one thing that I think from the beginning was something that I was always drawn to. Um, my parents were both in sciences. Uh, they're both mm. doctors. So they, they lamented hearing every word of that. Um, and so I, uh, I actually studied, um, uh, in, in, in post-secondary, I studied biology, I have a degree in, in biology, huh. but it just did not take. And I, I, I was just too drawn to the arts. I was at a band and, and a friend of mine cast me in their short film, um, and and then it like it hit me like wow this is this this feels this feels more right than than any mm. sort of you know a dissection of a cat or frog or all these things they had me do. I think I had like worm juice once in my mouth, and then I was just like that's it, this is done, I'm finished. <laughs> and uh, I went to the arts, and um, I was just I was just so drawn to it that I. Um, uh, eventually went to New York and studied in New York for two years, and and that was just everything about that whole thing felt great and felt right. Mm. And then, and then once I'm actually in the workforce, I'm like, oh my god, this is so hard. This is ridiculous. This is this is the craziest field I ever chose. But you know, I stuck with it, and um, mm. you know, I've been fortunate to find people to create work with. I've been mm. fortunate enough to 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 have ideas to create of my own and um, uh, also, you know, to have been cast in projects like The Chosen, mm-hmm. which was which was such a, I mean, pardon the pun, but a godsend at the time, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it just came mm-hmm. at, at the perfect time and um, and it, it really, it, it has really done a lot to, mm-hmm. to, you know, to keep me, you know, to keep me in the arts, to keep me solvent, and it's mm. been great. So, mm. yeah, because it's a weird path, that's for sure. Yeah, no, that's really interesting that you kind of came into it circuitously a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we'll get to the chosen, but I, uh, so I was looking at your, you know, some of the other films that you've worked on, and mm-hmm. you know, this podcast it's focused mostly on like Bible adaptations and that kind of thing. But yeah. I have a, a personal interest as kind of a fledgling screenwriter in like horror and suspense thriller dark comedy that kind of stuff yeah and i saw right. that you've worked in in several projects uh in that kind of space um, yeah that horror dark comedy is that's i i have i have a attraction to that from the beginning and the, the horror film that we did um <laughs> it got me in a little bit of trouble with some of the fans of the chosen um mm. uh, most people were, were were chill with it, but the the occasional person it, it, bas- it basically this this controversy blew up where mm. uh, it was purported that I had made a satanic horror film and that now mm. a satanist was working on the chosen and uh, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not a satanist. <laughs> uh, this is a horror film, and and what it was is was designed to um, to kind of break the fourth wall. We were we were mm. trying to be innovative that way, so. We we purported that the film itself was was cursed with mm. with with some demon, and it wasn't actually cursed. It was a total fabrication. We mm. said the film was made in the nineteen seventies. We we shot it in two thousand fourteen. We made it look like it was shot in the nineteen seventies, 
Hmm. And the whole idea was that, I don't know if you've ever seen The Ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're watching the movie In The Ring. Like that was the oh, movie. Oh, okay. So I, oh, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to give the ex people the experience of like, oh my God, it, it, am I watching something that, that could be dangerous? And mm. I was just, I was like curious to see how the horror would play if, if a lot of the horror was in people's imaginations, you know, you mm. put a seed in their mind of like, I don't think this film is cursed, but now I have this, I don't know. So it was very much like an experimental horror film. Hmm. Um, of course, we never told anyone that because we would never get distribution experimental. Uh, so yeah. word of advice, if you want to uh, destroy all chances of distributing a film, use experimental as, as the selling point. Um, but it, it, uh, we put it out there and, um, and it went viral in 2020. Hmm. Um, it went viral in 2020 and we had something like a hundred million like views on TikTok, which led to us like trending number one on Amazon prime. Um, a, a movie that was shot for a total budget of, of $19,000 with just oh, wow. three schmucks in the woods, you know? So it was very much that idea and people were kind of compelled to like, Oh my gosh, like, have you heard about this movie? Let's turn it into mm. a, and then it turned into this like hashtag Antrim challenge. And so mm. it became uh, a, a conversation thing and we were so excited about it. And when the following year, so I had shot the movie and released it, um, but it hadn't been released before I started shooting season one and nothing oh. really happened. And then I shot season two with, uh, the the you know the the yes the that's yeah. that one and the yeah, yeah. Um, and the the conversation with Jesus and yeah. um which was one of my favorite scenes I've oh, ever yeah. shot uh, but I'm sure we'll get into it but um yeah that uh, it got me a lot of attention and people came to my to my Instagram page and and that's when uh again pardon the pun <laughs> all hell broke loose yeah, uh, yeah. where 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 people were like, Oh my gosh, he made a horror film. And, mm. and most people, the discourse was, was a lot more like, this is a movie. This is just, mm -hmm. you know, he's doing the thing. He's just a screenwriter. He's just an artist. This is what he does. Yeah. But there's a small minority of fans that, 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 um, uh, saw it more literally, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and as a result, I think <laughs> Dallas got some emails. There was a, there was a mm. brief moment where I was like the center of controversy. I mean, since then, I think, I think, I think other things have, have, have mm. come along that were yeah. bigger, which is inevitable yeah. when a show gets this big. And it yeah. also deals with such, you know, sensitive material where people are very yeah. uh, attached to it and attached mm. to the interpretation of it and, yeah, maybe yeah. don't like all the creative liberties that the, that the show might um, be taking. Um, but yeah, so so that that that's that's that story. Um, yeah, and, no, it's uh, cool. I, just yeah. I I just enjoyed like kind of uh, seeing that connection of like I I've also kind of come across people where they're like you're into like Bible films and horror films like those don't seem to to go together, but I. You know, like right. you, I, I can kind of see the the value of both. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just curious yeah. about that. You know, the funny thing is that both like Bible films and horror films come with 
preconceptions about who the audience is like. Yeah. And after making the horror film and going out and um, put, going to the festival circuit, you realize that mm. horror people are actually like the most gentlest, like kindest people you can imagine. They're really mm. sweet. They might dress a little hardcore, but mm -hmm. really, they're really, really kind and, and kind of shy often. And mm -hmm. like, it's just, it's quite touching. And then the same thing with like the faith-based thing, me not um, coming coming from that world and coming into it. There's all sorts of preconceptions that like, mm -hmm. that you tend to have. And I was just so um, beautifully blown away about how, how, um, how touching the community is, you know, because mm. I think we tend to create these preconceptions from what we see on the media, which are usually the most extreme versions of, of nuts, because that's what gets the people clicks and whatever. Yeah. So every group is like kind of crazy on the internet. And then every group in person yeah. is like really just a human being. And like, mm. I love that I'm, I'm a part of both these worlds, and I mm. love kind of being humbled into um, you know, destroying any preconceptions I have and, and, and encourage kind of an encouragement to, to not have them mm. for moving into the future, you know, and, and with different communities that I might encounter because it's really not, yeah, it's, it's really, I don't know. Once you walk it, you start to realize, wow, like it's, 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 it's quite surprising and touching how, mm how people are, you know? So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of those communities and I hope to stay in both of those communities for, you know, as, as long as they'll have me. Yeah. It, that feels like just it kind of co or aligns with just some of the, the messaging of the chosen or just, um, yeah, the importance of kind of being open-minded and open-hearted towards people who are often excluded or, um, pushed to the margins. So that's totally. really cool that, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I that love experience. that. I love the voice of the chosen. I I, I love um, I love how open they are, and mm. uh, I've I or anybody around me has never been like criticized for anything that I do. You know, mm. um, I mean, we we all treat each other with such enormous respect for one another mm. and respect the art that we do with you know and. Um, and it's such a, it's such a creative like environment creatively, which I'm not sure everyone, I mean, nobody knows really necessarily what's happening behind the scenes in the creation of the show, but it is like one of the kindest sets I've ever been on mm. and one of the most creative, like it's so, it's so like, let's see what you can bring. Let's see what you're going to bring. Mm. Okay. And this direction is good, but let's try to move it in this direction. It's, it's mm. collaborative and there's no, there's, you know, there's, some some crews I've been to, there's there's some disgruntled members. <laughs> you, mm. You'll I I for some reason tend to uh, encounter them. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it's like this guy or that guy, someone who just is kind of sick and tired of of yeah. the whole thing. And I've never encountered anyone like that on the on the set of the chosen. Mm. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone mm. is excited about being there, and that like enthusiasm is infectious. And um, we're you know uh, we. We, we're, we're really uh, excited to, to go and work on that set. So huh. yeah, that's, there's a lot of that's magic really cool. happening there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, let's shift and talk a little more on the chosen. Actually, sure. I'll, I'll kind of bridge it a little bit. Uh, in the chosen, 
your character, John the Baptist, I've noticed like sometimes he gets called, uh, I think it's creepy John or crazy mm-hmm. John, something like that. Uh, I yeah. almost wonder whether some of the, I don't know, the energy or the uh, sensibility that you've picked up in doing some horror films and stuff like that, if that comes out at all in your portrayal of John, uh, just like kind of the, uh, I don't know, something about kind of his uh, demeanor or his, uh, mm. how he can just come across as uh, not not a uh, a tame lion or something. Um, right. No, I, I think that's just me. Uh, it's mm. unfortunately not the horror element. Yeah, it's just yeah. the, the natural creep of, that I might have. Um, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, a lot of it is just kind of surrendering to the material that like mm-hmm. Dallas and Ryan and Tyler have written. And, um, of course there's a bit of like research on like just what I could find about John the Baptist going into it, but I mm-hmm. wasn't, I wasn't given much other than the script and, and left to my own, like, um, mm-hmm. to figure out how, how, how it would be best played. And of course, mm-hmm. like, you have an idea about how it would be best played and then you go on set and you're like, Oh, that, that idea doesn't really work. You know, mm. you got to adapt to it. So I, I do have to say, I don't, I think it had a lot to do with just surrendering to the experience and mm. surrendering to the script and trusting mm. it and be like, I, I trust that this will work together in the mm. narrative. And I trust that Dallas will tell me when I'm like going off the deep end mm. And, you know, sometimes he would like be like, all right, let's try more this and not that. And mm. and that's, you know, you depend on that for, for mm-hmm. a, from a director. And that's, it's kind of where, you know, you get a lot of trust being like, okay, cool. I can, I'll just, I'll just go wild and mm. he'll, he'll rein it in if it's, if it's wild in the wrong direction. And I, I do like going in the wrong direction because it, you get, you, it helps you go in the right direction, you know? Yeah. It's part of the creative process. Like trying different mm-hmm. things and, yeah yeah exactly and they're so jalous is so in touch with the creative process he's mm-hmm. like it's not like my vision let's see it it's kind of like let's let's work now we're, we're a collaboration and mm-hmm. uh i've worked with some directors too that had a very specific thing in mind uh result wise mm-hmm. and it really uh it, it starts to lose a bit of the life you know that's you know, it's like, okay, you imagined it like this, but yep. I am not that. Um, um, I am this, and mm. this is what's happening today, and this is what's happening on set mm. and with the other actor, and like, and this is like, and so if we want it to be like real and natural, we got to kind mm. of just accept what's happening. And, you know, this right in the middle of one of the, the uh, kind of a, a pretty intense scene um, on season one, mm-hmm was this thunderstorm. Um, so this thunderstorm hit and um, I was also not feeling well to begin with. Um, this was pre-COVID days, so mm-hmm. you can be sick and work, but you know, back, back in those days. Um, so I was there and the thunderstorm came and they kept us in this like chilled place and they have to shut down the set when a thunderstorm comes because of all the electric components that there could be some kind of a I don't know, someone can get fried. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we stopped and I really was like getting the, en- and I kind of stopped the energy. And then I was like talking to Eric, Eric Avari uh-huh. behind, behind the, the, the scenes. And we were just mm-hmm. kind of 
but I was like just in this crazy place that was as a result of like just you know the heavens deciding to have this thunderstorm and then we went and shot the scene and that for sure affected mm-hmm. um like how the performance comes out because you can't really control it and we i think i think it helped in mm-hmm. in that case um because it was really an intense moment i was feeling a lot of intense things from 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 the thunderstorm and the 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 illness and all the things so yeah it's yeah. uh so that's the the jail scene right where nicodemus is visiting yeah no yeah I could, exactly i could see how you know he's kind of in like this really intense state of mind so i could see how that fits well with what you were experiencing in that moment oh. yeah right right yeah <laughs> I'm curious, uh, you mentioned a little bit ago, like doing a little research, were there any things that you came across that, uh, that you did find like helpful or just like insightful or for you was most of the insight kind of just in the script itself? Um, so some of the research is, is biblical and other research is like, you know, there's a lot of writings in Josephus yeah. about John the Baptist. So yeah. it, there takes on a different, which has a different, um, like the, the, where he fits into Christian, mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of, uh, canon is a bit different from how Josephus kind of wrote about, uh, about John the Baptist. And, mm-hmm. um, I was kind of, my mom is uh Buddhist. She, she's, she comes from Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. So she, um, so I was exposed to, I went to both a Jewish school mm-hmm. growing up, a uh, Jewish elementary school. So we studied uh, the Torah, every, all five books. I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I knew, I knew them at one time. Mm. Um, and then uh, Buddhism, which kind of encouraged me and they're both in the sciences. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what others, all sorts of like thoughts kind of rattle yeah. around in my brain. And, it, the comparison that came to me was the um, the aesthetics in um, in India mm-hmm. about John the Baptist very much seemed like a Lao Tzu kind of character mm-hmm. where he like kind of goes and he, he 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 lives you know on his own and stuff like that, but a bit different. He's also very much engaged with 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 I guess you could say the politics yeah. of the time in terms of like criticizing when someone is professes to be you know, uh, uh, Jewish and yet is, is a, is a king and now is, is, is doing things that are against the Bible. He's not mm. going to keep quiet and stay on a mountaintop. Mm. So there's like a bit of different. So I started, these things kind of just started percolating, mm. but also his, um, you know, his, his locusts and honey and these kind of like, uh, uh, my entry points to those was a lot of, my own tendencies to maybe be a bit obsessive. Mm. And I think he is, um, he is, I don't know if obsessed is the right world, but singularly focused. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so I used my own entry point to like get to there. And I said this countless times, I am definitely not John the Baptist. And there's some parts of him that I, I really admire, you Mm. know, um, his, his sense of purpose. Mm his his sense of um purpose over his own mortality mm. and yet i i how i 
really related to him, especially with his humor, is that there 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 must have been at least in the interpretation that the Dallas Tyler and Ryan did that a zest and a and a passion for life itself. Hmm. Um, so I I liked those two things. It's not just about dying for what hmm. he believes in. It doesn't want to die, but he's hmm. willing to. He wants to live, and I think hmm. that that's even evident in the cell. Um, but uh, also, it's it's uh, it's not just just wants to live. There is another life for him on the on the other on the other side. So, but I I do think it is the end of this one. At least mm. that's how I saw it. So I didn't want, I definitely didn't want to approach it like a superhero going to you know going to the end. Um, I wanted it to be very more 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 human and. Mm. Like vulnerable. I think I, yeah, because he's not, um, he's not Jesus. He's not God. He is a human being, and mm. that's one thing that I like. I wanted from, uh, I, I saw it that way from the beginning. He's a human being, and so there should be no qualms mm. of how he um, approaches it. And so, to be a human being and to have this singular focus for me is a little superhuman because mm. me, I'm like kind of like a crazy artist kind of scattered all over the place, you know, sometimes. So, um, so yeah, it was a, it was a beautiful experience playing him. Mm. But the problem cool that- with a lot of these interviews, just so you know, is that like, I will hear a question and then start talking and then keep talking long enough that I forgot the initial question. So no, <laughs> you, you had some really interesting thoughts there. Like I, I really enjoyed it. I don't, the, the question isn't the important thing. It's, it's what you have to say in uh, your thoughts. So. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right on. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's interesting um, in the chosen the kind of relationship uh, that John has with Jesus, and how there are some ways, like you were pointing out, where they they are similar, but there's also some of the t- strong distinctions between them, both in kind of their maybe their attitude or their demeanor uh, toward other people. Um, yeah, how would you kind of describe your understanding of like how John and and Jesus kind of uh, have different approaches or different personalities. Uh, I felt uh, the the scene you mentioned in season two, where you guys had that conversation together, I feel like that really kind of highlighted some of those, like the unity uh, and purpose, but also, you know, they, uh, they are different people. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the way I see it, and especially from that scene on the on the water there, um, that John is much more impulsive. Mm. Like it's just uh, he's he's very much like uh, you know reactive. He's like, oh, I see the disciples come. I'm gonna go and hide, and I'm gonna scare them. You know what I mean? He's like, uh, I, it's just like it's very much he's driven that way, and I think Jesus is a lot more like a king, you know, mm. like a, like a wise king. He's, you take your time, you deliberate, you, you find the right moment. You're, you're not going to rush, like just, uh, head, head, headstrong into it. And I think he's, Jesus is even aware mm. that that is going to cost, um, John the Baptist, mm. that trait. And that difference between them is, Jesus waits for the right time and John is like, Hey, and then react. So that's how I see 
the difference in this thing. And he even says to him, like, look, I'm, I'm impatient for you to get to work. You know, that was a very, uh, like, um, that line really gave me a clue on, on a few of these things. He's, he's just like, let's go. And I mean, in a way, everyone watching the show is kind of like also has that sentiment, right? They want to, they want to get to the, those parts. Hmm. Um, but uh, I, I believe it comes in part from his like, yeah, well, we, you are, you are that. So let's see it. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's bring, you know, the kingdom of heaven on earth. So that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. And that I can see how that's going to probably, you know, going to season four. Um, I don't think it's like giving anything away. Cause you know, this is, it's in the Bible and it's kind of pretty broadcast in the trailers that, you know, John's days are, are kind of numbered. Um, you know, we, yeah. we see a lot of hints at uh, what's coming uh, in season four uh, in those trailers. So I imagine that as John is kind of, uh, approaching uh, some of the, uh, you know, the the consequences of the the actions that he's taken and um, uh, and the end, you know, uh, that he's going to have to face. Um, yeah, I'm just going to be interested to see how uh, that, um, yeah, how he kind of deals with that, like knowing that, you know, uh, his cousin um, Jesus, you know, the Messiah. Um, in theory, like could help him out, uh, but you know has kind of this this plan and this other approach that means he's not going to be maybe saved uh, from uh, from death. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. How do you feel like as you were kind of thinking through what's going on in John's head while he's in prison? Um, yeah. What kind of like thought process do you think uh, John had, or yeah, just what do you think might have been going on in his head? Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> whatever ideas I have about what's like going on mm -hmm. in the character's head, eventually you're you're on on the day yep. they call it when when you're shooting, uh, you're faced with uh, the thoughts you end up having. And, um, and if, for me, I try to, to listen to those and there was a, I don't believe that, that he was surprised that this was happening. Like he, he was in prison, probably under the knowledge that this could happen any day. You know, he's not, I don't think he's naive. He's impulsive. He's not naive. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and, and, and he also has embraced, I think, his, his death, mm. uh, to the, to the same extent that he embraces life. Mm. It's not that he yearns for death, I, I, in, in my opinion, yeah. but, but, but that, that if he does have death, that, um, if that, if he does die, that that is something that he wholeheartedly accepts mm. as being part of his purpose in the same extent of of the purpose that he has being being born. Yeah. And that, that is something I don't want to spoil the episode for, for people. Cause it is a beautiful, it is beautiful how you, you end up seeing that like mm. the, the Dallas and Ryan and Tyler had done an amazing job, like writing, writing that scene. And I was, I was very touched by it mm. on the page, reading it on the page. And 
you know, I mean, I, I don't think any of us can really imagine what it would be like being walked to your to your death until you're there. And I think sometimes we're in situations that we end up having idiosyncratic thoughts mm. and, and, um, you know, I think often when we're in a situation, we're like, Oh, I had no idea it would be like this. Mm. And so it's kind of a, a revelation for it. And, and there's a sadness and, 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 and pride and joy in it. So I think there's a cocktail of different things happening that mm -hmm. I kind of allowed to unfold rather than like premeditated. I don't know if that mm -hmm. answers your question. No, that, that's yeah, really, that's, yeah, you know, that's... generally it's the process. You just kind of depend on, on the work you've done mm -hmm. kind of before and, and, the and, and, and kind of just letting yourself surf the, the story that is written and, and just doing justice to that and, mm. and having, you know, the director Dallas, uh, tell you when it needs to be, uh, of a slightly different flavor. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I, I think also it gives him options in yeah. the room to, to cut it. So that's the thing in, 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 on stage, it's your performance on film. You have a performance that you're about, 40 to 50% in charge of, mm. and then it comes down to the director and editor and how they cut it and how the music plays into it. It's very much like it's no single person is responsible mm -hmm. for the performance. You know, it's a collaborative effort, even though it looks like it's just me, you know, mm. um, that they cut at this moment, right. Rather than keep it lingered on for a little longer when I, mm. when I got bad, you know what I mean? They, they're cutting all the bad stuff away. So I, uh, I, I, I depend on them mm. and, uh, yeah, but it's, uh, it was a beautiful scene to shoot and it was, it was quite intense. Mm. It was quite intense. What do you hope that people will kind of take away from, uh, your performance of John just in general or season four, you can choose. I, I know with season four ahead, maybe you can't share too much about that, but just, what do you hope people will take away from, yeah, from your performance of John? You know, I try to do the best I can, but I also, I also know that when a person takes in a piece of art or a performance or, or a thing, it's very much like now theirs, mm -hmm. you know, it exists in their heart and like, they might like it. They might not like it. It's, it's kind of not my, none of my business. Yeah. Um, I obviously hope they mm. like it and hope that they resonate with something in it. But I think like all things like, you know, like, like the show, like, like the Bible, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you find the verse that speaks to you. Mm. And I know that there's some disciples, for example, that really speak to, to, to some viewers. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, this, this, this is exactly my plight, mm. you know, and that's kind of the beauty of how the show is done is that you find the thing that connects with you. So I hope that there's something in what I've done and in, in how it's been written that people resonate with. Mm -hmm. uh, I, that's the, the most thing I can want as a, as a, as a creative, but, um, what that resonation is is entirely their own private world mm. and i like respect it and i hope that it's i hope, I hope that it's a, a beautiful experience mm. and if not uh you know i'm i'm sorry <laughs> yeah no that, that yeah. makes a lot of yeah, sense yeah yeah oh, mm -hmm. maybe for yourself is there anything um 
what have you kind of most resonated with or what have you found most appealing or um interesting about um the role kind of looking back on your your entire uh time doing it i think he has a lot of like uh like kind of contradictions mm. right he, he he's extremely like fervent about about what is right and wrong yep. in the bible and yet has this this uh uh, this enormous capacity for humor mm. and like and and joy mm. and like I like I like those two extremes. I mm. like how he can he can kind of like flip on it. Um, also, like I think also when we get these ideas of these biblical figures, especially a, a guy that like you know <laughs> that eats crickets and lives up in the you know thing, you, you get these preconceived notions about how he should be. Mm. And I I want I wanted. Uh, it not to feel like uh, like it's living into a preconceived notion or or living into what how other people portrayed it in the past, um, you know, uh, where it starts from an idea. It was it was the and I say this a lot, but it is like trusting the script will. Once you read the words, immediately you start to get affected and, and feeling feeling the character and. And, um, I think, you know, there's both the tender, there's a tenderness to, to, to John, mm. but also like a kind of a fiery spirit, mm. so a fiery tenderness. So I think mm. that's what it was, these contradictions, these polarities that I was like, oh, this is an interesting character. He's not just the one thing mm. he is this and the opposite. Mm. And, um, yeah, I, uh. Yeah, that that's that's what I love the most. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like that kind of encapsulates a lot of what's made the chosen unique among you know. There's tons of Bible movies, tons of depictions of, of Jesus, and and even John the Baptist. But uh, mm -hmm. that's uh, how the show has has allowed those contradictions or those kind of tensions of like, yeah, humor, but also uh, seriousness and purpose. You know, uh, vulnerability, mm -hmm. but also kind of confidence and faith. Um, that's something that I've, right. I've really enjoyed about your character and, and about the show more generally. So, um, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. It has, it has this lovely levity to it yeah. too, that it, and it breaks up. It, it, it makes it all just, just a kind of, you know, symphonic. It's yeah. not this singular note that's just being kind of hammered. Yeah, so yeah, they've, Sometimes, like Bible movies, it, it can just kind of feel like a hagiography where we're just kind of looking up on a pedestal towards characters, and we don't really get to kind of feel their humanity and uh, what it, you know, would have been like to, you know, most people are not just totally focused and serious the entire time. You know, they they've got, like you said, levity and uh, other things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely, it's. There's very much like a um an approach to life that is buried in the chosen mm. that is that is uh d biblically inspired but also like has this uh this this soft view of it mm. like in in that it's um it it's it's not like a militantly like fixed to the words it's 
it's it's it's it has a a wise approach to it where it's like contemplation yes some things are very strong but sometimes it must be soft and mm. you look at you know jesus it's like he he has these um these so many colors to him mm. um you know and uh yeah, so I, I, I really like I, – I love the voice of the show. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. And it's also like very kind of modern as well. Yeah. It's speaking to a specific audience. The score kind of speaks a lot to it. So it's uh, it's an interesting take. I, li- I like also how unabashedly uh, Dallas has like made it his own. Yeah. Like, this is like my take, my show. Like, And you can – everyone. there will be another one that can be equally like um, – equally – valid or another interpretation yeah. equally valid yeah but this is mine and hope you get to enjoy it and a lot of us are like yeah this is great this is this is a lovely view yeah, yeah. well is there anything that um so we've kind of hinted at like you know there might be some difficult days ahead for john uh is there anything mm-hmm. else um kind of uh, coming up in the next season i know you know again you can't get into uh, specifics but anything else that you think we should look forward to or it could even just be like uh, themes or things that about the upcoming season that you think are are exciting or um yeah i i mean <clears throat> it's definitely building you feel this this building you feel this growth you feel this impending sense of um something around the corner it's darker than it's ever than it's ever been in terms of the emotional weight and and yet characters are um are transforming Mm -hmm. they are growing and i i really like seeing the growth of of the disciples Mm -hmm. personally um i think that's just really it's such an interesting touch i mean it's it's partly the whole concept of the show from the beginning Mm -hmm. and to see to see how that the disciples will perceive the the coming of jesus Mm. but um just how 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 that plays out is is quite inspiring and you know there's a lot there's a lot of inspiration in this show that i think the the disciples journey for me is most captures Mm. yeah i'm really excited just yeah i've you know hearing from you and having heard from a couple others that it sounds like the the upcoming season's really going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, looking forward to yeah, just a few gonna days. Be, it's going to be intense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. The the aud- we saw it in the uh, test screening in the at the premiere, and um, wow, it's like people were so respon- responsive to it. It was it was so that you could tell that they were also watching it on more than just the surface level Mm. there was the surface level and then also they're watching it through how they how they've perceived and and taken in the bible Mm. and so you're seeing you're seeing two different things happening at once it's Mm. so it's so fascinating Mm. so i think it's it's not just what you're watching on screen but it's also what you bring to it Mm. uh if you're you know if you're christian or if you read the bible it's it's what you bring to it is also a part of the show mm. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah and everyone has their own unique experience because they all have their own unique mm. relationship to the bible and, and to scripture so yeah i'm that's that's always so fascinating to me like 
as an artist. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything that's on screen, everyone is bringing themselves mm -hmm. to, but it's they're bringing themselves to uh, with this content, with yep. this, this attachment to to the Bible. So it's uh, yeah, it's it was an it was an amazing experience, mm -hmm. and um, I'm excited for 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 everyone watching here to to to, to see it because yeah, it's going to be wild. Mm -hmm. Well, before we close out, uh, I'm curious, are there any other kind of projects you're working on, whether it's film or TV or, or other stuff uh, that you'd like to share or. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working on a couple of projects. Uh, one of them is, is, a is a, a Jewish horror film, huh. um, which I don't want to say too much about that, but it basically is a contained kind of thriller within an Orthodox Jewish family um, um, that I'm excited about. And the other thing is uh, I can't, I can't say too much about it right now, but it is kind of like slightly biblically inspired and it's a comedy and um, I, I'll be posting something about it in the coming months on my, on my socials, on my Instagram, um, David, David Amito. Hmm. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. And I have a little team together where we're, we're trying to put this up, but this is all, this is a self finance thing. And this is in addition to like all the, you know, other, just more professional things that ha have going on. But this is the things that I'm like excited about because it's the, it's the passion project. Yeah. Well, so yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Down the road, if you, if you want to talk about that, I'd love to be able to share it with uh with people um yeah because i i love seeing oh, yeah, different right. kind of approaches to biblical stories and stuff like that so um that's really cool yeah it, it's loosely inspired on a biblical story and it's an old old testament story okay so yeah yeah so uh yeah it should be should be interesting cool um yeah yeah well awesome yeah. well thank you david for for being here i i really was interested um you brought some real insights into um, kind of the mindset of John and how you've um, developed the character and um, and kind of the the whole process that went into it. So I I really enjoyed hearing from you, and I'm sure that uh, a lot of people have as well. And I'm sure that we're all really excited to uh, see your performance um, and kind of the really important uh, moments for John uh, that are coming up in the new season of The Chosen. So. Thanks again, David. Yeah, right on. Yeah. And thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. Yeah. This has been really, really great. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Well, um, uh, thank you all for listening. Also, uh, this is the Bible artist podcast. Godspeed.